Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Thank you for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. So thanks for hanging on um, through the detour where we talked about um, Islamic banking and uh, alternative forms of uh, financing, basically, to see if they could be of any use to those of us in the wedding and the event uh, space. And uh, my opinion, um, for those of you who didn't catch the last episode, was that, uh, yes, it's a handy form of financing, but it only applies to sales contracts um, and uh, um, lease um, lease financing and um, higher purchase and those uh, kinds of um, agreements. So it would apply to those of us in the wedding and the event space. So for those of you who are decorators and you want to acquire you know, new trucks to haul your stuff around or you want to buy new tables and chairs or if you're a DJ and you want to get a new uh, spin, uh, what are they called? Uh, are they decks or turntables or whatever it is? All the expensive equipment that uh, we all use in the wedding and the event space. Or if you happen to be that wedding photographer who believes that if you buy that 2.3 million naira camera that is going to make your business you know, really jump forward. So if that's your cup of tea, then yes, these sorts of um, financing options are available. And the bank that I happened to be talking with was um, Sterling Bank, uh, people in their marketing department. And they're real uh, nice folks. And and, uh, I'm sure that if you would like to explore any of these ideas, they'll be willing to um, help you guys out. So I'm not going to rehash uh, what our detour was yesterday. Um, so if this is your first time listening, just scroll back one episode and you'll be able to get all the goodness um, from there. Now, for those of you who've been along for the ride so far, um, before I made that detour, we had been looking at the overar- overarching uh, conversation about um, whether you can influence um, potential customers to buy and uh, whether you should use any form of influence or pressure in getting people to buy. And I hope I've been able to convince you guys so far that rather than looking at how to influence them or um, or pressure them into doing something, we're better off asking qualifying questions so that we can find out what their existing motivations are because it'll be easier to get them to move along if we just ask questions, find out what the existing motivations are, and then align our sales pitch or our presentation or whatever it is you want to call it to align that marketing message with the motivations that are already there. And then we also looked at the um, the second and related aspect of, um, for those of you who already have a regular client base, so, you know, you did their wedding, uh, maybe you did the naming ceremony, you know, should you pressurize them into doing more? Should you exert influence uh, to get them to do more? And my answer was the same, and I hope you guys um, agree. Rather than looking for ways to pressurize, the cajole, uh, to influence, or to beseech, or to beg, or whatever, you're better off asking qualifying questions to find out what their existing motivations are, and then align with that. Um, but for this second category of people, that's people who have already bought from us before, we explored um, some of the issues that now um, uh, arise, uh, that you have to apply in that um you have to take into account in that process and that's um your follow-up game basically um how you follow up and how you have uh, customer service conversations and uh, things of that nature so for those of you who are listening for the first time 
I'm not quite sure how many episodes back this is, so I'm just going to take a guess. So my guess is skip back maybe four or five episodes and you'll be able to get the goodness uh, from there. So for those of you who've been along for the ride so far, let's get moving. So now that we're done with that, there is something that I want to explore, which is... um, kind of related to these two matters that I've spoken about um, um, so far. That's getting people to buy, getting people to buy more or getting your existing customers to buy more. Um, You remember that um, I mentioned something about uh, customer service conversations and that's something that I want to impress upon a little bit more because um, it is our prayer and it is our hope that when we cover someone's wedding, that when I shoot someone's wedding, I'm a wedding photographer, when you plan someone's wedding, when you emcee the wedding, when you make the cake or whatever it is that you do, when you handle the decorations, it is our hope and our prayer and our expectation that absolutely nothing will go wrong in the process and everybody will just come out singing our praises. So people will say, oh, Tavishima, you're a wonderful photographer, this and this and that and that, or Kemi of uh, XYZ Wedding Planning Company, you were absolutely professional, everybody was on time, people were clean and people were courteous and this and this and you know that everybody will just sing our praise and it will be kumbaya and money, 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 money all the way. Now, unfortunately, sometimes things do go wrong, and that is what I want to uh, get us to start um, averting our mind to. So, basically, the question, what to do when something goes wrong with the customer, or what to do when something goes wrong in the sales um, process. Now, before we do this, um, in my own opinion, some of you would disagree, but in my own opinion, I think in 90% of the cases, when problems occur, it is because usually there has been a failure in expectations. Now, let me repeat that. Um, a lot of the problems that will happen will be because there has been a failure in expectations, not necessarily that there has been a failure in the product or the service. So there are those rare situations where um, maybe you are not having a good day, so you are not on par and so the wedding decoration that you did, I mean, you look at it and yourself, you know that, Kai, like this was a terrible job. This was a bad job. Like, what was I thinking? So there are times that these things happen as a wedding photographer, you're not on point and, you know, your mojo is just off that day. And so the photos you take are absolutely terrible. So there are times that that happens, that there's a failure in product or service. But you'll find that most of the quarrel that you will have, most of the yawa that will gas, will not be because you have done a terrible job. It won't be because you have done a terrible job. It's because there are some expectations that were not meant. There has been a failure in expectations. So, uh, in my own case, I, uh, for my wedding photography, I like to keep things. Um, I like to think keep things natural. I'm not heavy on the Photoshop. And so if I have quarrels with my clients, that is one of the areas where it uh, comes up. So in the sales process, maybe because I was desperate, you know, school fees is around the corner. I need some quick cash. And so I just agree to the deal, even though I kind of suspect that, you know, we're not aligned when it comes to tastes. Those are the kind of quarrels that will happen. And, you know, the bride or the lady will now turn and I will say, ah, see now, you didn't remove this uh, pimple. Uh, or you didn't remove my birthmark, or um, 
you know, I'm a yellow girl now, but say as you made my skin dark, you know, and uh, all those comments that arise. So you see that it's not because I've done a crappy job. It's just that the expectation was that uh, the bride or the person who I had the portrait session with um, would have expected, you know, a certain level of um, airbrushing, photo, photoshopping, you know, stuff like that. So it's been because in that case, there's been a difference of expectation. I'm coming at this more from a naturalistic, photojournalistic, documentary style kind of thing. And then the person wants something uh, that is, uh, hmm, what's that word? You know, she wants something that is a much more idealized version of herself, uh, you know, highly retouched, um, super edited, you know, things like that. So those are where these problems, um, those are where these problems um, can occur. So as a wedding decorator, for instance, um, uh, the mother of the bride says she wants something that is nice, simple, uh, sophisticated and elegant. But then you do something, maybe you don't understand the, the, the brief properly. And so she thinks that what you do is uh, gaudy and um, uh, in poor taste or commonplace or whatever. You know, so these are the kind of uh, things that, uh, that, um, that happen. So let's disabuse our mind from the idea that if you make yourself a top-notch photographer or if you make yourself a top-notch planner or you make yourself a top-notch um, DJ, Let's disabuse this idea from our mind that if we beef up on our technical skills, that quarrels won't happen. So, um, yes, we all have to be technically um, proficient, but most of the reasons why the quarrels will occur will be because there has been a failure of expectations. So, they were expecting one thing, you didn't meet it, you didn't meet up with that. Or you were expecting one thing and they didn't meet up with that, maybe you weren't too clear on the price. So they assumed you said one thing, you assumed you said another, maybe your paperwork is not correct. And so at the end of the day, you think your money is short and then, you know, you know, yell gas and you guys start quarreling. So failure of expectations, not necessarily failure of product or service. Now, these failures arise out of two main things. And I think that's what we should be paying attention to when we're trying to build our uh, wedding practice and uh, to become um, super successful as wedding and event professionals. So number one, communication problems. In the example that I gave on the price thing, you know, it's a communication problem. Maybe you don't use invoicing. I use invoicing and I try to make my invoices detailed. So maybe I give um, an invoice, but then um, the pricing element wasn't spelled out uh, clearly enough over there. That could lead to... Um, uh, a quarrel in the future and then for those of you who do contracts maybe the template you picked wasn't clear enough or it was too unwieldy um, you know there are lots of reasons why I might have communication problems or sometimes something is said in passing let's say you're the wedding planner you're sitting down um, you have the first meeting with the bride and with momsy and you guys agree to a game plan and everything is written out and everybody agrees but then leading up to the wedding uh, you have phone calls and you will agree to one or two changes and you don't document those changes and send it to them to say, look, this is what we agreed to. Are we all cool that this is the new direction? You know, you don't um, use those sorts of practices. You know, then it can lead to quarrel in the future because there has been a gap in um, communications. It's been communications problem. Um, you guys agreed to one plan initially. You tried to vary the plan verbally over the phone later on and you guys didn't document that. And then on the wedding day, we now have different sets of expectations with uh, Momsi thinking one thing like, didn't we agree to this? 
the bride thinking, no, 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 actually we agree to this. And then you, the wedding planner, are like, uh, no, actually both of you are off because we had the conversation on the 20th of January that this is what we agreed to. So, um, communications problems. And then, uh, okay, the second one. Okay, I already mentioned the second one and hopped on that uh, quite a bit. That was um, product or service failure. But you will find that a lot of the time, um, it's communications uh, problems that cause a lot of the um, yawa that uh, we get into. So, I think I'll spend enough time um, exploring why this is an important issue and how uh, these come about. So just uh, remember that let's pay attention. Um, let's always have it at the back of the mind. Yes, we should be technically proficient and let's be on top of our games. Let's be on point. But um, just bear note that the chief quarrel happens because there's um, a failure in expectations uh, which might be undergird by communications um, problems in the first place. So in the next episode, we'll look into what to do when the shit hits the fan so um you guys are done you've executed you've delivered on what you thought you were supposed to deliver on during the wedding but people are not happy there's a quarrel there's disagreement over what you delivered disagreement over money disagreement over whether what you did was adequate or not so in the next episode we'll look into basically how we um take things forward from that point how do you uh, how do you take things forward from there when you have um, customer service um, incidents on your hand when you're dealing with an unhappy customer? So thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. I'll catch you guys on the next episode.